now being recorded. Welcome to episode 6 of the 2020 All-Stars. I am David Pollock, and with me is Todd Sakamoto. Hey there, how you doing? Doing alright, doing alright. We have a lot to talk about. Um, baseball just went insane this past week. It, the post-All-Star break games and uh, you know trade deadline coming up, there is a lot of action going on. Yeah, and uh, scandal, scandal hits baseball once again. A minor scandal. A, a, a top 10 pick goes down for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's start off with that. Ryan Braun has been suspended for the rest of the season. 65 games, I think. 65 games. Actually, it's a deal from the possible 100-game suspension he could have had, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kind of a big deal. He obviously was a first-round pick in most leagues. You were expecting a lot from this guy, and... You didn't get it in the first half. And yeah, you you paid top five value for this guy, and now you're going to lose him for, you know, a third of the season. And who knows if you're in a keeper league, who knows what you're going to get going forward? Yeah, I mean, um, was the you know was it the whatever the drugs or was it the juice or was it the guy was it the man? Um, I don't know. He was so good. I figure it couldn't have been all the juice. But, but you know, I mean, it, it it could take a player from good to great. I mean, you know, Barry Bonds was was great, and then he became an unreal and just destroyed the record books and made a mockery of baseball after he uh, went on the juice. So Very it's true. just kind of a, a matter of of how much was. Uh, you know, how much was the the juice and how much was natural talent? And maybe maybe he's more of just a twenty homer, ten steal guy. Uh, not the I don't 40, think 40 threat. <laughs> he's got to at least be a twenty twenty guy. Uh, you never know. I mean, maybe maybe it's uh, one of those things where he's he's just never going to be healthy. I mean, we don't we don't know what the hell what thing... he was taking. There was no admission of guilt. There was no. Uh, no real admission to what what he was taking and how long he's been taking it. So I mean, I, I'm I'm genuinely concerned when he comes back. What kind of value you're going to get going forward? That is true. That is true. I I also want to make a point that uh, Barry Bonds was not only the juice was not only Barry Bonds, but um, the armor is also a Barry Bonds secret, which is not actually legal in baseball. You need a doctor's note for that. Yeah, that that's true. He did as as um you know. A former Los Angelino, we really have to rip on Barry Bonds as much as we possibly can. There is quite a bit of, of anti-Bonds bias. Yeah, in this there, there's... Never comes there, up. It'll pretty much be talking about him with devil horns on. Exactly. Cheater, um, I don't know. Just, I, just not a good person, as a, even just as a human being. The yeah, way he was with the media, just not a good human being. We didn't like him. And the rest of Ooh, the world... Breaking, breaking oh. news, Ernesto Frieri... Uh, closer for the uh, Angels gives up five in the tenth. Whoa! Versus Minnesota. Whoa! Whoa! So, uh, as much as much as the Twins tried to give this game away, Ernesto Ferreri might have just given it right back. Wow! With a uh, grand slam to uh, Herman. Who? Again, a guy I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, so going back to Ryan Braun, I think the fantasy implications are that uh, you might be looking at guys like Herman. Let's... <laughs> yeah, 
I think in terms of replacement value, depending on the time of, type of league you're in, you're 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 really just in a bad place right now trying to find replacement value. I mean, maybe you you can pick up someone to pick up like a Garrett Jones type if you need power. Yeah, like Adam Eaton you, you like or a, yeah, I don't know. like a Seth Smith or a Lorenzo Kane if you need speed. Yeah, uh, the guy the guys on um. Minnesota, Milwaukee themselves are. It's not. It's not pretty. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be putting a lot of replacement value out there in terms of uh, what you're gonna find them replacing with. But I believe is Logan Schaefer. I believe Logan Schaefer. We were talking about this earlier. You thought he was Jordan Schaefer. I thought he was. Yeah. Luke, I thought he was Luke Schaefer. Um, the fact that neither of us knew his name was. It, 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 I think that's all you need to know about this guy. Pretty unexciting AAA stats. Yeah, so 10 home runs, top. 15 steals, 270 average in AAA. Yeah. I, Maybe if I you're would lucky, say avoid him. If you're lucky, you can pick up like a Ryan Rayburn type or... Yeah, Rayburn's not getting any playing time, though, unfortunately. Ah, is he, is he having the playing time issue? Uh, there there are some interesting interesting prospects that called up. That uh, you might be able to pick up if yeah really... let's let's talk about that if you if you're looking at some prospects that you might be able to fill in and get something out of there's two uh, two outfielders for the Marlins that call yeah called. The, the Marlins decided to go with the youth movement this week and uh, called up I can't pronounce their name so I'm going to defer Jake, to you Jake Resnick and Chris Christian Yelich. Yeah, Christian Yelich. Uh, uh, these guys are big time prospects. Yeah, Yelich especially. He he's more of the the top twenty overall type prospect in terms of just he's got a really nice swing. He swings from the left side. He's gonna he's gonna hit he's gonna hit righty as well. He's so far not been great against left handers, but in terms of just having a really pretty left handed pure swing, he's gonna make <laughs> a lot of contact. He's gonna hit for power. He's got good speed. He's he's, uh, he's kind of your future twenty twenty five homer, maybe twenty steal guy. He's gonna bat you probably anywhere from two eighty. Mm. Sky's the limit. Maybe even on a good year, three hundred plus. The only the only issue is uh, he he might be one of those guys where you just sit him against you know tough lefties because it's it's just the splits are not good so that would be my concern about him and uh Jake Jake Marisnik he came over in the uh the trade with the Blue Jays for uh, Jose Reyes okay so he was uh kind of always thought of as toolsy good athlete uh good speed he's got strong kid little bit of swing and swing and miss in his game so it looks like uh he's going to have a, a lot of strikeouts so um, hopefully he can learn to make some adjustments, but he's a big, strong kid, got good speed. He's probably could get up to, you know, high 20s, maybe on a good year, maybe even put a low 30 up there in terms of steals. Yeah, it sounds like he could be, he has an even higher ceiling than Yellick, but, um, uh, yeah. A lot more downside. Yeah, he could be Aaron Hicks. He, he could be the next Aaron Hicks. He could be the next Drew Stubbs. Yeah, he could Stubbs, be a player like that. Uh, Corey Rasmus, you know, Christy Young, you know, you know, guys like that that had all the talent in the world just cannot get the bat on the ball kind of guys. So, 
Uh, Yelich is looking like he's probably more of a sure thing long term in terms of he's got a much a much better bat. He's going to make better contact. Uh huh. In fact, he's got good power, good speed. You know, in terms of that, that's what the, that's what you're most worried about in fantasy. Uh, the thing that Mresnik gets a lot in terms of uh, the scouts is that he's probably going to be a better overall athlete. So his defense and his arm are a lot stronger. So he might be one of those real baseball players who you like more in terms of that's going to keep him on the field. And hopefully he can kind of run into enough balls and get on base enough to use the speed and use the power. Yeah, and the other good thing is that um, the Miami outfield is not stopping any of these guys from, you know, kind of getting their, getting their hacks in the major leagues. Yeah, that that's one of that's one of the good things about being on a team like the Marlins. I mean, hey, the Marlins and the and the Astros, if you can get onto this onto the roster, they're gonna give you every opportunity to stay on that roster, it looks like. Exactly. Um if you're and these guys are really young. I think Yellick is what, twenty one? Yeah, yeah, early twenties. They're yeah. they're both in their early twenties, so Yeah. They got a nice long future ahead of them, especially if you look at Giancarlo Stanton and those two, you're gonna have you know, a pretty formidable outfield in three years. You know, if they can keep them all together, they're going to have, you know, a lot of power, a lot of speed. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking, the, the, speaking of toolsy outfielders, um, <laughs> breaking news uh, is that two of the Houston outfielders had to go out of the game today. Obviously, in the future, uh, it's a little it's a little hazy on their uh, the outlook for these guys. Because J.D. Martinez and Barnes, I believe, is the other Barnes. 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 Yeah, it's it's not good when you see C. Barnes and you have no idea who this guy is. Um, and the two guys that came in for them are also two guys I've never heard of. Yeah, I believe I believe that the outfield was something like one for twelve last time I checked before they went out with the industries. So I think it brings us to our favorite tools, the outfielder in the. Uh, Astro system that hopefully will come up and could replace the value you're hoping to get from Ryan Braun. Yeah. George Springer. <laughs> we've, we've been on the George Springer train for a while now. We, we've been hyping the free George Springer hashtag for a while on the old Twitter. So this yeah. might be the time they yeah. brought up, they brought up their other prospect, uh, Bilar the other day, their shortstop prospect, you know, they brought up Cozart the other day to start, to start games, I think it's time to bring up George Springer. Yeah, they're uh, they're ready. They're kind of playing uh, the Triple A squad in the majors. And... They're they're in they're they're in youth movement also. They they could possibly break the all time loss record, which is is impressive to be an all time worst team. Yeah, it is. George Springer's Triple A numbers are so bananas. I'm looking at them right now. Have you seen this? I have not checked him in a few days, but last last I saw, he was something like eight and eight, batting three forty or so. Eight and eight, batting three sixty, with a I don't know the WOBA like what that means, but I know in baseball if you have anything over fifty five hundred, <laughs> it, it means something good. He has a five hundred one OBA and the WRC plus, which I think is supposed to be a hundred. Is two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so again, these, these an outfielder with you don't have to understand to know that when a guy's got double the uh, the average, he's good. That means he's a full standard deviation away, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he's got power to spare. He's got speed to spare. And again, the guy he reminds, the kind of the numbers he's putting up, and the, the athleticism you see is, I mean, he's going to be out there competing with the guys like, you know, the Matt Kemp's of the world in terms of just fear, like your pure physical ability. Yeah. And uh, he's a big <clears throat> swing and miss guy, too. So, you know, that's that's well, hey, Matt Kemp came up with the same kind of knock on him. Is that everyone said, oh, you know, he's got he's physically all there. He's big, strong kid. He's going to hit for power and he's going to run. Is he going to hit enough? And, you know, he's been able to put up seasons between 280 and almost 300. So yeah. maybe with some maturity, maybe again with more reps. I mean, he he's another guy who did not grow up playing a lot of baseball growing up probably in, uh, in the old uh, northeast there in Connecticut. He probably didn't just he didn't get as many reps the same way Matt Kemp grew up playing basketball, playing two sports, just didn't get as many reps in with a little bit of hard work. I mean, maybe that's all he needed was just time. You know, maybe he's just putting it all together now. Yeah. You know, maybe, I, you know, I think that could be the case. But uh, again, another guy to look at if you need to replace value that you're hoping to get from Ryan Braun, because he's got that same kind of frightening speed power combo that just yeah i would especially say if you were kind of in it at this point and you had ryan braun which i would say is almost a miracle um because ryan braun was not ryan braun you know that's another thing about this year he was you know for all the name value you paid for he just you weren't getting it this year and maybe that says a lot maybe he had yeah he didn't have uh bronze little helper you know they they did say it was a thumb injury but uh Hey. hey You know, thumb, you can say it was anything thumb, you want. The back, the, uh, we know what that maybe, means. Hey, well, you know, maybe that was maybe that was a thing that was keeping him on the field. You know, I remember back back when the steroid issue first came up, it was a lot of middle relievers. These guys that you wouldn't think would be on the roids, they were taking it to just stay on the field. So maybe yeah. uh, maybe that's just the thing. Maybe those injuries that didn't used to be a big deal, <clears throat> now just. Little nicks and dings are going to keep him off the field. The same way A-Rod just has never been healthy since he's uh, been uh, caught up in controversy. Yes, he's getting older, but yeah, again, yeah. just he can't stay healthy and can't stay on the field. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe it, it might not have been all pure strength, but maybe some of these guys were just getting getting on the field more often when they shouldn't in normal years. Yeah, we could uh, we could also talk about A-Rod very quickly. Um mm. He was supposed to come back. He did not. And he's old. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what and, to and, say. And let's be honest. Maybe maybe this uh, precautionary quad injury is just the Yankees trying to save face, keeping him out of the limelight. Yeah. And just giving him a nice, polite way to quietly walk away from the game. Because yeah, it's I... starting to sound like the MLB wants to bring down the hammer on this kid. They just really oh, want to they... just... They want to bring down the hammer big time, and it also sounds like A-Rod wants to fight it. You know, he hey, wants, there's something to be like said about a go, gigantic ego. Yeah, he wants to go down swinging. Um, I don't know. He he seems to have 100 million reasons to fight it, though, right? Oh, hey. Because that's... if he gets suspended for life, then... He can kiss the rest of that contract goodbye. Yeah. Hey, I'm not, I don't he's know. He's not going to make it to the Hall of Fame already. You might as well get paid, right? True, true. So I guess if I were him, I would fight too. But I, I don't know. The way Braun kind of 
put up his hands and said, I'm not going to fight it. It makes me think there is something to this story. It makes me think that these guys, you know, they know they're caught. And maybe he, he never admitted guilt, but he's not fighting the suspension. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have a question. What do you think? Um, are you worried about any of the other guys? Maybe the more fantasy relevant guys, uh, the Nelson Cruz's, the Ever Cabrera. I'm pretty worried. I mean, Nelly Cruz is another guy who, late in his career, yeah, he found was, a lot of power. He was a quad a, a guy. Well, no, he was always had a lot of power. He just was, uh, he was quad A. He was, he had a lot of power, triple A. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he, he found a miracle late in his career. Milky Cabrera, who was on his way out of the MLB, he found he found a lot of he found a lot of innings after yeah. uh, after almost being out of the league for a while. Uh, Everett, Everett Cabrera, who could barely hit the ball out of the outfield, is popping a few home runs and getting on base, hitting the ball a little harder. Yeah, big fat Pardola Cologne, forty years old and pitching like an all star. I mean, again, you don't want yeah you don't want to say these guys are all doing it, but uh... I don't. I don't... You know, I don't I guess, have any proof, but when there's smoke, there's usually fire. This is the thing with and, all and these it's guys. Like, I think they're going to fight it for this year. I mean, the guys that are in the playoff hunt, you know, Bartolo Colon, Nelson Cruz, those guys, I think, will fight it because their teams are in it, and they'll, there's not, I don't know, it doesn't seem like there's, I mean, I, it doesn't I don't seem, see like, they, it doesn't seem like Major League Baseball is going after those guys as hard as they went after Ron or A-Rod. Even if they were suspended, they would completely appeal and try to push it out to at least the end of the year, maybe start the year with these suspensions. Yeah, but it, it's the same way. Remember, in the first in the first time they started really cracking down the steroids, you saw the uh, was it the uh, Brett Boones and the uh, Brady Andersons who were uh, mysteriously hitting forty and fifty home runs. Yeah, you know, you know, you you had these players that were just like, huh. Well, they were major league average players. Now they're Superman. I guess they might have worked really hard, but maybe it should have made a lot more sense. And when you look at the the players that are named, even the guys who are on the list and supposedly clean, like the Gio Gonzalez's, Mm -hmm. who was a top prospect, but just couldn't seem to put it all together until... You know, yeah. Like, so later on, but yeah, you no. never know. I, I will, I will, I will say this: uh, Bartolo Colon is not throwing ninety-eight miles an hour on whether whether he's using the juice or not. Um, I, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 but he is forty years old and getting out there every day. Again, it might not crazy. be about strength; it might be about endurance. Where these guys are just recovering faster. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see how all that goes. Um, all right, well, let's get away from all this uh, shenanigans of drugs and whatnot. <laughs> let's let's go back. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Yeah, uh, right. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's the way we run our podcast. We just ripped apart. <laughs> we ripped off everyone else's opinion, and <laughs> we're throwing it on here. <laughs> Oh, we're cheating, uh, but hey, yeah. it's life. We're, we are the uh, we are the Patolo Colognes of uh, <laughs> podcasting, flying under the radar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, 
So let's go to the closer carousel, one of our favorite subjects. Ah, the great hunt for saves. The great hunt for saves. I guess the big, the one that you really would have to make an action on is um, in in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, A Rod. A Rod. A Rod just got traded. Yeah, they shipped him out of town. They they did exactly what everyone thought they would do as soon as they can get any kind of value on him, considering they picked him up off the scrap heap, basically. Yeah. They sold him for, uh, you know, as much as they could. Um, I don't know. It's either Axford or uh, Henderson. What do you think? I mean, I, I'm a big Henderson fan. You would want to believe in Henderson. I'd want. We've been on the Henderson train since save one. We believed in the stuff after watching one inning, but uh, Axman has the uh, the precedent there. He's got uh, he's got history. Yeah, Henderson's been pitching the eighth though, so we've got that. I think um, I think it's Henderson, but you know it could be the Axman too. The Axman has been better, and Henderson has been a little shaky. Yes, this is uh, a turn from the DL. Yeah. So you never know, but we'll see. I mean, I think the guy to go after right now is Henderson for sure. Yeah, definitely. But, but uh, if you're in a really deep league and you got, you know, you're really deep, you're desperate, yeah, pick up Axford. I, I, I'm just saying, in the uh, in the month of June and July, June he had uh, an ERA of zero point zero zero, and July he's got a one two three. So uh, he might he might have turned things around, and as much as it sounds silly, a lot of managers go with the uh, the old. He's he's got closer experience. Yeah, but so does Henderson now. So <laughs> that that's kind of working on your side. So the gist of it is, if 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 Henderson is available, he's your number one. But if he's if he's not, and you're desperate for saves, Axford might be worth a speculative pickup. Yeah, and you know, I'm looking at Axford's numbers right now. Uh, they're not so bad. If you've got a, you know, He's got great numbers. He's, he's got a lot of strikeouts. It's going to help you in strikeouts. Um, his the ER, whip is a little high, but he just got high. absolutely destroyed in May, so he's been fighting his way back from that. Yeah, and so I think you might get some good innings out of this guy, even if you're not, uh, even if he's not getting saves. He might get a cheap win yeah. here or there. And he might get a get cheap win strikeouts. every now and again. And he might even pick up the rogue saver too. Exactly. He's definitely the guy if the, you know, if Henderson is actually the guy and been there for a while and take gets three in a row, then it's going to Axford on that fourth day. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let me see. What what else do we want to look at? Uh I think Kevin he, Gregg, we assume he's gonna get moved. Oh gosh, no we don't. He's on our team. So yeah, we own Kevin Gregg, so we hope he doesn't, but uh it seems like all signs are pointing to after the Matt Garza train that Chicago is just going to be selling. Yeah, and, and uh, it looks like Alfonso Soriano is getting shipped out. Uh, and anyone with any kind of value looks like they're on their way out. <clears throat> so uh, word on the street is that it's going to be Pedro Stroop. So that might be the action now if you're desperate for saves and he's on the wire. Pedro Stroop might be the guy to pick up now. Yeah, I would uh, say, especially if you're looking between maybe a guy like Axford and a guy like Stroop, I would go with Stroop. Yeah, definitely. Stroop, Stroop would be ahead of Axford for me also, because it looks like he's pretty much been handed, he's going to be handed the job as soon as Kevin Gregg gets moved. And when the manager is already talking about who's going to pick up saves before he's, before the guy has been traded, it's, it sounded like they're pretty much 
setting them up right now. So Pedro Stroop should be on your uh, on your waiver wire right now. Uh, where else do you want to look? Arizona? Arizona, yeah. It sounds like it's Brad Ziegler. Brad Ziegler. But, of course, we all know that Brad Ziegler is, is kind of a pumpkin, and he's he's – He's gonna turn into a pumpkin at midnight. We all know it's he's not he's not this good. He's not so this when good. when he blows it, Will Harris is is, is still pitching the eighth now. So yeah, uh, we we should mention that Will Harris is pitching the eighth. I think he pitched the ninth actually. So he pitched the eighth or the ninth the last time he was out. He did give up a run, but it was only a one run game. They were down by one run. They put him in there. Gave up so, some. So just, gave up just some weak hits. Pure... Pure attrition. He is moving <laughs> up the uh, the pressure scale. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have been listening to us this whole time, but if he did, we we we're onto something, I think. And he's still oh. getting strikeouts. Let me see. We got uh, Jason Grilly went down with a oh, that's right a forearm one. strain. That's a big one, actually. He's gonna hit the um, L. I think uh, it's not for sure, but uh, he didn't say there was a pop, but it looked really bad. He looked like he was in a lot of pain and this might just be another situation where they're going to let him try and come back. They're going to give him every opportunity to, and he's just going to realize he can't do anything with this. And it's probably going to cost him the rest of the season, maybe even the next year. Um, Mark Melanson sounds like he's the guy. Oh, man. Again, he's another he's another guy who's been a closer before, so he has the uh, the the closer tag. He's so also another was... guy who's kind of a pumpkin. Again, um, but he, he's not this good. He will turn into a pumpkin at midnight. <laughs> but again, it's it's chances are he's going to be in the seat, and he could get you 15 saves between now and the end of the year. Yeah, the Pirates have a lot of good relievers, though. Their bullpen is ridiculous they can yeah. probably put anybody in that bullpen at the end of the game and close out it seems like right now but yeah so you know it's uh it definitely is melanson but yeah I mean... it's worth noting when melanson starts to blow saves there's a lot of opportunity in uh the, the pirates bullpen i would never thought i would say i would be really interested in a lot of players on the pirates but here we are this season saying you know, we should probably look at the Pirates' offense and pitching. I know. I mean, they've got they've got a ton of pitchers too that are doing well. Derek Cole, the rookie, just threw a shutout or threw a six scoreless, I think, today. I think so. Yeah. My boy. He tried... went. Uh, no, no, sorry. He went seven with one run. Okay, that's not bad. The K the K's aren't there, but uh, he's getting outs. So. Yeah, my. Hey. Uh... I, I had a, a long time ago former Braves prospect Charlie Morton uh, <laughs> is the number five pitcher on the uh, Pirates. Hey, and, and again, he's putting up good innings. So he's hey. putting in some good innings. Um, once upon a time, I, I saw this guy's stuff and his fastball. Just like it looks like it moves all over the place. People can somehow hit it, but I, it looked like a frisbee. And he throws it at 96 miles an hour. A uh, a Mo Rivera esque cutter. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but no, apparently he's only okay. So don't actually pick up Charlie Morton. But if he blows up, I will be the first one back on his bandwagon. Mark Mark Melanson, of course, this year is going uh, 
9K per nine with a sub one whip and ERA. So he's, he has found something in the water in, in Pittsburgh and is, is definitely worth a, a look. Yeah. Oh, we also maybe should mention that Vin Mazzaro got, uh, the save after Melance, uh, after Greeley went down. I don't think that means anything, but. I, I think Melanson might have already pitched that game. I'm not 100% certain. I think so. I think he might just be the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew Bailey went down with shoulder surgery. He's done for the year. That's two closers done for the year on Boston. Uh, Yui Hara is pretty much the guy there. So he's he's in the uh, he's in the driver's seat right now. Just a quick note. Yeah. Although they, they're kind of in the market for Kevin Gregg, right? They might be in the market for Kevin Gregg even if they get him, I don't know if they're going to give him the job, but they it's worth but, you know it's, it's worth watching. It, worth it's watching. definitely an interesting situation. Urihar is not a um, he's not he's not a man of steel. He has actually been pretty terrible when they give him the closer job wherever he's been in Baltimore or you know. Yeah, and so you know he also doesn't put up a lot of innings, right? He tends to get hurt. Yeah, so, so I there's mean, there's a lot of red flags with him. Yeah, if, if Kevin Gregg gets traded to Boston, maybe you shouldn't drop him immediately. Although we were just talking about it earlier, we were talking about dropping Kevin Gregg immediately after he gets traded. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's for our, that's for our own personal league. This is uh, yeah. Um, the another another interesting closer note, I think personally, is Brian Wilson is starting to audition for teams. Yeah, Brian Wilson is out there. Um, he's uh, He's been out over a year after Tommy John, but uh, supposedly you know, he, looks, he's a, he looks great. He's got electric stuff. He, um, he was his, a his good old, closer before he went down. His old pitching coach was standing in the batter's box and said <laughs> said all these very positive things about him. Um, Which means absolutely nothing, but absolutely nothing. It's but, worth noting that he is actually throwing for teams, and there are, you know, the Phils are looking at him. I think the Dodgers might have looked at him. The Giants might look at him. There's uh there's definitely some teams interested in uh, maybe acquiring Brian Wilson's services. So, who knows? Maybe he ends up on a team that. Uh, that has a shaky closer situation, and he might walk into a save by the end of the year. Yeah, speaking of uh, the Dodgers, I know how much you love talking about them. I, I love think... the Dodgers. The Dodgers are on fire. They're number one in the West. It's a it's a good it's a good month out here in L.A. It is, but we we I would be remiss to not mention that Carlos Marmol got uh, his first opportunity <laughs> today. And he did exactly what we had expected him to. Gives up three runs. And three runs again. in one inning, one and two-thirds innings, a homer, four hits. Um, it's Carlos Marmol, guys. He is Carlos Marmol, and he did exactly what we had expected him to. And I was, I was kind of happy he did because maybe we can – just send him back down to the minors and free up that spot again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, Jansen looked a little shaky. Doesn't really mean much, but, you know, hey, he looked a little shaky. Yeah, but they're not going to put League back. They're in. not going to. He He's just got filthy stuff. He just have, He was a little off today. He looked a little shaky, but he got the save. Yeah. Give up a run. Okay. Okay. Um... Looking back to our rundown, I guess there's another big one, is the uh, Matt Garza trade. 
Matt Garza to Texas. I like it for a real baseball. I'm kind of terrified for fantasy moving to moving to the ballpark in Arlington. Um, I I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what he does in a high pressure situation. Another situation where they're they're making a push for the playoffs. He's stepping in. He doesn't have to be number one, which is nice. But he's been there before in Tampa. He has. He has. And he pitched well in Tampa. That's the thing. He he put up good numbers in Tampa. Yeah. So there's precedent that he'll do fine. Um, I do worry a little bit about Ballpark going to factor. Texas. Yeah. Um, I also I worry about um, Texas's offense is not good at all. Did you know this? That they're, they're not what they used to be. I mean, I mean, um, we can look it up. But I was watching. I saw something that they scored 800 runs last year, and this year they're barely on pace to score 600. They're they're not they're not the number one offense in the league like they used to be. They they're down Michael Young. They're down Josh Hamilton. Elvis Andrews is having a down year. Ian Kinsler is. You know, he's, he's Ian Kinsler. He's good, not not number one second baseman in the league or anything. Adrian Beltre is still unbelievable, but the, Mike Napoli's good year, but they're still they're yeah. they're really feeling the <clears throat> the pain from from dropping Michael Young and Josh Hamilton as much as we think those guys are having terrible. Well, Hamilton is having a terrible year. Michael Young is is having a good year in Philly. He's getting on base. He's scoring runs. He's knocking in runs. You know, I think he he might have been a bigger loss than everyone kind of uh, suspect. I mean, expected here. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Texas right now. Um, they're 13th in the league in runs scored. So, yeah, again, they're kind of a middle of the road offense. They're not. Yeah. They're not uh, world beaters anymore, but they're good. And uh, I think there's opportunity here to maybe. I mean, especially if you're <clears throat> AL only and he's coming into the league. Oh I yeah, would for sure. Definitely. Definitely go after him. He puts up good strikeout numbers. Uh, he's, you know, he's got a decent ERA, decent whip. He's never been able to live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. But again, considering what's coming into the league now, he's probably the best starting pitcher coming into the AL right now. So if you're in an, in an AL only and he's coming into the league. It's kind of the guy I would go after. Yeah, and especially with a better bullpen, he should get some more wins. Yeah, I I think he can probably, you know, he can probably walk into a few wins. The ERA is probably going to come up a little <laughs> bit, but I I think it's still a a good opportunity for him to to, you know. So here's the question: his categories and wins. Do you want Matt Garza or C.J. Wilson? Ah, uh, jeez. I would probably take C.J. Wilson. I, he's just been on fire. <laughs> he looks like the C.J. Wilson of old. I don't know what it is. Whatever yeah. it is he found again, he looks like the old C.J. Wilson. It's Yeah, C.J. Wilson has been on super fire. I think he has like a 1 or a 2 ERA over the last month. He's kind of the guy you thought he was going to be. <clears throat> he's finally starting to look he's like the, guy the they pitcher paid we all thought they paid for. Yeah, and uh, that's encouraging, especially with the uh, the Angel offense, which is not <clears throat> again not not a top offense, but a good offense, a, a formidable offense. I think C.J. Wilson is 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 the guy to go with. Okay, what about uh, if, if if someone had dropped him, 
I would definitely pick him up since June. His ERA is gone. June it was uh, 3.05, and in July it's .82. So he's <laughs> he is he is getting better as this year goes along. Yeah. And um, so what about what about your boy Rick Porcello? Oh, see now now you're killing me. I uh, I I think if you, if push came to shove, I would take Garza. Okay. The strikeout rate's better. He's just he's a better pitcher. So <laughs> but uh, I like Porcello. I think Porcello's totally ownable. And as long as he's not pitching against one of the stronger offenses, say, you know, like a Baltimore or something like that, he he's a good pitcher. Yeah. All right, one more. And he's you... playing on a team with a hell of an offense, and they could definitely put up seven runs on any given game. So you don't yeah. even have to be that good to get wins. And I know the old fantasy adage, you you don't chase wins. But sometimes when you're desperate and you're streaming pitchers in, sometimes you just have to look at the fact that their offense with when Miguel Cabrera is healthy is probably going to put up five runs without really trying. Yeah, I think he and added you don't, don't have cha- to be that good to win with five runs on the board. You don't chase wins, but you do chase pitchers on good teams. Because they get that's, wins, they run they, into wins. That that's why I that's why I love guys like Chris Tillman and Rick Porcello this year. Two guys we've picked <clears> up in, a, in our own league. Yeah, because done pretty well for us. Hey, the Orioles are a damn good team, and so are so is Detroit. And sometimes when you just need to put up W's, you go for uh, the guy on the team that puts up a lot of W's. All right, let's go with two more guys with uh, Garza. Wait. We've got our league, so we're just going to talk about guys in our league. What about <laughs> um, Andrew Kashner and R.A. Dickey? You want any of those oh. guys? Former Cy Young winner R.A. Dickey. I guess you have to preface that. Um, Dickey kind of scares me. I think he's hurt. The velocity was down. I, I think something is wrong with his back. I think he said it was his upper back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something it something just doesn't look right this year. Uh, he just doesn't have the, the velocity, and that was kind of the thing that's really special about his his knuckler was that it was a a knuckler that can hit the hit the upper seventies every now and again, mm-hmm. maybe even a low eighties every now and again. And when he wanted to, he can he can throw a fastball and really sneak one by you. Um, I don't know the move the move away from the NL, the move to Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. I, just, I think he's running into a whole lot of things that just kind of all confluence to kind of look at, look at him as kind of a middle of the road guy now. Okay, and so you want Garza? I would take Garza. I mean, I mean, like I said, he's moving from you know, a, from NL to AL. He's moving from a pitcher's park to a hitter's park. He's moving from the NL East, which was a decent division, to the AL East, which is just brutal. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I think just because of all that, I think Garza, his stuff has has been proven to be able to even work in the AL East, and he's going to be okay. Especially because right. he's probably going to face the Astros three times, and the the fact that he's probably going to shut them out is kind of encouraging. That's true. That's so true. right there. If he faces the Astros three more times, you pretty much got three wins, three shutouts, you know, twenty something innings. 
20 something Ks with a zero ERA and like a one whip. So, hey, right there, just when you face the Astros, you get your advantage back right there. True, true. The currently George Springerless Astros, but you know. Hey, there you go. Springer comes up, that, that ERA is going to jump to like a point, uh, point eight two. So, yeah. You know, hey. <laughs> and, uh, Kashner? Kashner, I, as much as I love the stuff, I think he's a guy you stream in and out. If you look at his splits, he is unhittable at home, but just not there on the road. I think a lot of it plays up playing in a a really pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, you know, I don't know what it is. He's just been really hittable this year. Yeah. Same. He's got he's got a he's got a mid nineties fastball. He's been trying to work in a curveball. I don't know if he just needs to scrap it and go back to the to the old arsenal. <laughs> just start um, throwing fastball, fastball, fastball. Hey, you know, if the shoe fits, sometimes you just gotta wear it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I like I like him as a home start. I like him as as a guy you pick up when he's pitching in San Diego. If they got a long home stand, there he's gonna get two starts. Maybe you just pick him up. And run him out there at home, and matchups when he's uh, when he's away. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I don't know how much more we have to talk about. Is there anything you no. want to get to? Hey, we covered a lot today. I think. I know there was a lot going on in baseball. I actually. It's uh... been... Oh, go ahead. It's been exciting. It's been it's been a fun kind of couple days after the All Star break here. A lot of teams are making big moves. So. Yeah, it seems like this uh, trade deadline actually things are happening, whereas most trade deadlines, people just talk about giving up their, you know, closer, and then they never actually do it. Yeah, there, there there's always talk of the, the the top starter getting moved and the, he ends up staying. Uh, there's probably some moves to come still. There's a, there's a lot of uh, there's still a lot of talk about prospects that are going to be put out there. So. Oh yeah, we'll like see. what are uh, what are some of the prospects you're looking at getting put out uh, there? There's still guys I, I you know like maybe like a Colton Wong, someone that might not be a, a superstar prospect. You know, maybe they get moved because uh, you never know. They're they're locked up behind a guy, a guy like uh, Matt Carpenter who's just having a great year, and now they're expendable. So you never right. know. I guess I well, guess we should talk about um, Mike Olt, who is part of the Matt Garza deal, kind of the main the main piece in the Matt Garza deal. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's gonna hit the ball real hard when he hits it. Yeah, he's just gotta hit it every now and again. He's gonna be your Chris Carter type with maybe a little less power. Yeah, maybe a little less strikeouts though, right? He's not quite but, Chris Carter. He's yeah, he he might he might go 250, but he might not be a a 30 homer guy. He might be a 22 homer guy, but he plays good defense. And you'll again, in real baseball terms, that might keep him on the field. Yes, and um, we should also say that Chicago's third base situation is pretty ugly. Yeah, that that's also encouraging that he might actually be up in the bigs pretty quickly because. Chicago has got nobody, and the person they had was, uh, gosh, they had a they had a toolsy prospect for a couple of years that never panned out for them. 
They had Ian Stewart for a while. They they had Ian Stewart for a while. They tried to give him some run, and it never worked out. They tried. Uh, yeah. They, they just drafted a third baseman, Chris Chris Bryant, I believe. I think he had 31 homers out of the University of San Diego. So. Yeah, we'll was, see. He, yeah, Olt's Olt's got a uh, whoa, Triple A this year. He has a 33 percent strikeout rate. Again, there's a lot of swing and miss in that game. So, yeah, Josh Vitters. They had Josh Vitters. They they tried to pin their future on him, mm. and for whatever reason, it's just never he never caught on. Either he was just too much of a swing and miss, and he tried to hit for all power, and he yeah. just never had. He just never had it. And now they so. have like Luis Valbuena, who is. Not good. He was, okay. I he think, was, I think he's was, kind of a defensive guy. Completely replacement, replacement level. There's yeah, replacement special. level. You know. Just, he could be, he could be one guy. of these guys that's in the major, in the majors for like 10 years on like eight different teams. And you would never he know who be. he is. And you know what? You would never that know. That would probably be a best case scenario for him. And that would be awesome. In terms of real life, that would be fantastic. Yeah, but he's never going to be on your fantasy team. Yeah, never, never gonna worry about him. But Olds, uh, he he could hit 250 with uh, 25 homers. Yeah, that's okay. If that if that's what you really need, if you're in a deep league or NL only, and we're talking not this year, but two two or three years down the line when he hits, you know, his stride. This year, if he hits, would you be shocked if he hits 230, hits six homers, and calls it a day? I mean, I think that's that's kind of what you're hoping for. I, well, I think you're hoping for the one hot month where he hits ten, like eight, not ten. Let's go with seven homers in a hundred forty at bats, and somehow yeah. hits like two sixty. There you go. If he does that, then you got everything you want out of him and more. So yeah. in a small sample nothing... size, that can happen. Yeah, definitely. I saw but... a small sample size article on Fangraphs. Um, about Yasquil Puig. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite talk of, topic of conversation. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Basically, Yasquil Puig, <laughs> using his career numbers, he is number three on this list of players in WRC+. What's he behind, like, Babe Ruth? Uh, he's behind Babe Ruth and Ted Williams. Oh well, geez, there you go. But he obviously he is just as good as them. He he's ahead of Lou Gehrig, Roger Hornsby, <laughs> Mickey Mantle, and Barry Bonds. <laughs> Again, if you break up the sample size small enough, you can find any player who's going to be the next Hall of Famer. Chris Shelton. Chris Shelton. Yes. Um, Remember also, Chris Shelton. Also on this list is uh, Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff again. <laughs> Remember, remember those names because there'll be trivia questions. Remember that guy who had a really hot month in 2013? <laughs> oh, Darren Ruff. Yeah, him. <laughs> oh, he was no, he was no Yes Will Puig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think he's got some talent. Long term, he should be okay. But yeah. we digress. We digress. All right, I think that's it. Uh, we're going a little long, but I think we had a lot to talk about. Uh, um, signing off for the 2020 All-Stars, I am David Pollock. I'm Todd Sakamoto. We'll, we'll see will. you next week. See you next week, guys. Later.
just a 